Welcome to the latest episode of the Executive Circle podcast. I'm joined today by Simon Morris, Area Vice President of Solution Consulting. Hi, Simon. Hi, Kat. It's great to be with you today. So let's just start with a bit more of an intro. What do we mean by Area Vice President of Solution Consulting for ServiceNow? What do you do? I have the best job at ServiceNow. I lead an amazing team of people that are really familiar with our platform and our products and our services at ServiceNow. And we're also experts at understanding our customers' challenges as well. And we try and line those up. So what is the customer trying to achieve? How can we help them? And we have a big emphasis on business value. If you spend one pound with ServiceNow, you should expect something better back. Um, But how are we going to return that value in different forms around productivity or risk and so on? Perfect. But obviously, we're not here today to talk about product and selling service. Now we're talking about big mega trends. And I don't mean the latest fashion trends, which, of course, I know, Simon, you are you'd be brilliant at talking about. But we're talking about the big trends affecting businesses today. So what are they and, and why mega trends? Why not just trends? Well, I mentioned in my introduction that at ServiceNow, we try and understand our customers' problems very deeply and how can we provide solutions to those problems? I think in business, there are a category of problems which transcend any one business. They affect every business in a particular industry. And actually, these megatrends are cross-industry. They affect everybody in our economy and in our society as well. So we're talking about the really intractable, hard things to solve. So the four megatrends are climate change, inflation and the prevailing recession, the trend of the empowered consumer, and the changing future workforce. So these are issues which every business has to deal with or they're going to get left behind. And they are so much bigger than the problems affecting one business in a particular industry. Mm. And you obviously mentioned these, obviously they, they are problems. Businesses do have to react and be agile in how they adapt to them. But there's opportunity in those, those trends as well, isn't there? Absolutely. And uh, every problem is an opportunity for somebody. And I think what we see with our customers is they recognise the benefit of moving fast, being an early adopter of technology or jumping on a trend or transforming their business. So going fast is an advantage, but actually the penalty of going last is also really scary. If you look at the the S&P 500, the index of 500 companies, the biggest in the US, um, if you go back 30 years, the average age was 70 years. They were around for a long time. And now the average age of an S&P 500 company is about 15 years. Where have those companies gone? They didn't run out of cash. They didn't run out of customers. They just didn't keep up with these emerging trends. They didn't see the opportunity to move fast. And I think that's something on every business leader's mind today. Mm. And I guess many business leaders will look at that and think, wow, I've got four, four big priorities to tackle. Do they have to be tackled at once? Is there, is there an order of priority? And, and if so, how do you prioritise those big, those big things? Well, customers... And businesses have to solve the challenge in front of them. So generic problems aren't helpful. Every customer is unique in why they do what they do, what they do, and how they do it. But I think things like climate change are going to fundamentally rewrite how we operate as an economy and a society. We're talking today at a time where the uh, COP28 climate summit is going on, and we're not hearing very encouraging news from from that summit. So are we going to move to a period of adaptation. We're no longer going to try and solve climate change. We're going to have to adapt to the impact of climate change. These are things that no company can ignore. Yes, there are opportunities, but I think there's a big 
theme here about risk management. Am I going to build the resiliency of my business so I can withstand this changing economy, this changing society influenced by, for example, climate change? Mm. I think there's something interesting you just said there around, you know, businesses tackling it and being adaptive themselves. But I think there's definitely something there around businesses coming together to tackle. I mean, climate change can't be solved by one person. It can't be solved by one business. Are you seeing a lot more of these sort of connected businesses coming together, competitors working together to solve some of these big trends? We're really talking there about ecosystems. So companies that are finding new ways to come together to create new forms of value for, for their customers. So maybe companies that wouldn't traditionally work together or even competitors that are now having to cooperate in new ways. So you're right, solving things like climate change can't be done by one company. It's going to be done by people that are cooperating together to kind of force and multiply the impact they can have. I think the one that sort of jumps out for me is obviously the empowered consumer. Do you think businesses feel a little bit led down the garden path by what consumers are demanding today? Or, you know, are business leaders still in the driving seat in, in terms of the things that they're creating? Well, the empowered consumer is a fascinating one. Um, it's not a new trend. I mean, we've been empowered via the internet, for example, for the last 30 years. We've all been buying online now since the mid-90s or a little bit later. So it's not around, is this trend going to happen? It's an inevitable trend but it's about how quickly can businesses adapt. It's about forms of competition changing. You know, there are a lot of Me Too products out there. It's very hard to really differentiate on the products that you sell. You really have to focus on how you make your consumers feel. It's that experience of consuming your product or the after sales experience. It's driving customer lifetime value rather than driving that once off buying moment at the beginning of a relationship. These are real top-level uh, priorities for anyone in retail or any kind of direct-to-consumer business. Consumers are more empowered, but it's actually a story about how slow companies are sometimes to adapt to a trend. It's, it's interesting talking about experience. I think that seems to be a common thread throughout them as well. We talk about a changing future workforce, You know the experiences that aging population are experiencing, the experience that businesses need to provide that different demographic, both for their employees and for their customers. It seems like experience is something that sort of permeates across all four of those trends. Well, you spoke there about the, um, the change in future workforce. That is a real opportunity for businesses. We are going to have, because of the extended working life of people and uh, longer life expectancy overall, we're going to see more generations in the same workforce. And one-size-fits-all solutions just won't work in the future. So we have to understand the differences between these generational groups. I don't think it's defined by can they use tech or not. There's millions of people at older ages that are fantastic at tech. Um, sometimes these boundaries are drawn along economic boundaries, you no know, social economic boundaries. Are you? Did you have a good education? Did you have access to computing when you were growing up and so on? But for businesses, they're going to have to deal with the trend of more generations in the same workforce, tailoring that employee experience to get the best out of each individual according to their needs and their preferences. Obviously, we can't. We have to touch on on technology and and on the the key word of today, which is AI. You know, is is there a? There can't be obviously one size fits all technology to solve all these things. But you know, where where can technology uh, support those opportunities for businesses? Well, I like to talk about the uh, the kind of the trinity of delivering services. Now, if you're going to deliver a service to your customers or your colleagues or your partners, you need to get three things fundamentally right. That is velocity, intelligence, 
and experience. So are you making work flow quickly? Are you driving velocity? Are you making good decisions, either human-based decisions with analytics or with AI making decisions automatically? And are you driving the experience for the consumer of your service? I think we need to understand work and how it flows. And technology can really reduce the friction at points in that journey, driving the velocity up through workflow systems, making better decisions through AI models. And of course, generative AI is a really exciting moment in tech and in business and in society, but also providing a great experience. You know, come to me where I am. If I'm on my mobile device in the back of a cab, or I'm in Microsoft Teams having a conversation, come to me where I am, rather than expecting me to come towards you as a service provider. So we're seeing more conversational, more mobility, and just much better experiences overall. So if you could give a piece of advice to a business leader there sitting here thinking, going into 2024, I get I can't tackle all these at once, I get that they're not going to go away. What advice would you give that leader? I think there's a three-stage process to any transformation, regardless of the company, the industry, or even the thing that you're transforming. First of all, you have to modernise. So we have to reduce the the friction in the employee experience, remove the number of tools and really drive simplicity and standardization by providing modern tools to our workers. But transformation can't stop at the modernized phase. All you've done is bought more tools and probably spent more money. So then you have to get onto the second phase, which is about optimize, find the efficiencies through automation. And here we should be seeing technology driving down the operating cost of running a business. So now we've modernized, we've found the efficiencies and we should be running things more effectively at a lower cost. And now we get to the really exciting bit. We've realized capital, we've got money in the bank, I hope. Now we can start to manage the future. So rather than managing the debts and the legacy and the complexity of today, can we help our business leaders focus on how do I manage the future operating model, the future opportunities and those future threats, you know, climate change, inflation, Consumers being more demanding and more empowered, having to deal with um, the future workforce. We need capital to take advantage of those opportunities. Tomorrow's projects are going to be funded by the efficiencies that we can find today. That was brilliant, Simon. We've ended on a really positive there with some advice for business leaders today. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you, Kat. So we're going to be doing a few more episodes going into a bit more detail on the megatrends, and it would be great for you to ask a question to our next guest um, on this series of podcasts. If you could ask a question around one of these megatrends, what would you ask? Oh, that's a good one. I think I'd like to ask the next guest about inflation and recession. So does he or she see society and consumers being much less loyal in this age of cost increases and the cost of living crisis? Brilliant question. Thank you ever so much. You've been listening to the Executive Circle podcast. 